It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands. With Dan the coach and Jackie the skater, the fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for your amazing reaction to last week's episode. I I have to do my thank yous here at the beginning. I normally like to call people out at the end of the episode and thank them for doing the social media shares and the good feedback and all that, but the response was so overwhelming that would be impossible. You'd be listening to me talk for like five minutes straight of naming names, and that does not make very good audio. But I want all of you to know, like each one of you who told someone about the episode, thank you. I just really appreciate you. I know uh, Baller Shot Caller appreciates you as well. Like, thank you for taking the story and the message to heart and wanting to get it to as many people as possible. And please do keep sharing it. I think it's a really important episode. We have a lot of work to do to make roller derby a better place and to make the world a better place. And that starts with acknowledging, admitting, apologizing, and then actively working towards anti-racism. So thank you to everyone who is starting the process of self-education, having those difficult conversations with others. This is where it starts. It starts with ourselves. It starts with the people immediately around us, and we can go from there. Thank you for taking active steps. Let's do the work. Speaking of doing the work, there will be some updated podcast news in the outro of the episode. So if you want to hear about that, please listen through the interview till the end, and I can give you updates on what has been going on the last week. And now I really want to talk about our amazing guest who is here with us this week. This week, I got to talk to Aaron Jackson. Now during our unplanned off season, I've kind of made a point of uh, trying to make episodes that are actionable, things that we can work on now, and episodes based on books I've read, things that have helped with uh, mindset, mental game, mental toughness, if you will, different things like that. And also, I've been reaching out to amazing athletes in our community because there are such great stories out there that are inspirational. And this is an athlete I've been wanting to talk to for a long time because she is so inspiring. It's kind of off the charts. Erin Jackson is a jammer for Jacksonville Roller Derby, 
as well as a member of Team USA Roller Derby. Aaron grew up in inline speed skating with 47 national championships and was named Female Athlete of the Year for roller sports three times and earned MVP honors in roller derby. Months after learning to ice skate, surprising everyone, including herself, she qualified for the 500 meters long track speed skating event at the 2018 Winter Olympics. It was so cool to watch Erin at the Olympics. It was also announced in early May of this year that Erin is on the U.S. speed skating long track national team for 2020 to 2021. Did I mention she's doing all of this while continuing to further her education? There's just so much here. Erin is awe-inspiring. And on that note, I really just want to take you over to the conversation with Erin Jackson. Joining me today on the podcast is Erin Jackson. Welcome, Erin. Hey, thanks for having me. Erin, uh, for people who don't know you that well, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your background? How did you find roller derby and uh, did you grow up playing a lot of sports? Um, when I was younger, I mean, I, I guess I kind of like dabbled in some sports as a kid, like uh, some volleyball, some basketball, that sort of thing. Um, I wasn't big on running, so I never really got into soccer. Um, but I've been on skates for as long as I can remember. I was kind of like always more of a skater than like the typical, like more than just being an athlete, I guess. Is it roller skates and ice skates or? Uh, no, just roller skates. Uh, I guess like my earliest memories of skating would be like in my driveway with <laughs> some little pink Barbie skates that kind of like attach to your shoes. Uh, plastic wheels. Yeah, so I just grew up skating in my driveway and then I was a, a rink rat, just always hanging out at the skating rinks growing up. And then from there, I got into figure skating. And I, I was a figure skater for two years. And then my coaches actually moved out west so that they could, like, pursue the Olympics for their daughters. And, like, one of their daughters actually did make it to the Olympics. So that was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, then when they moved, I joined speed skating. And that was actually, like, kind of a, a funny story of how I got into that. Um, <laughs> my mom actually met the speed skating coach at a Waffle House and <laughs> they just started talking about how like my mom has a kid who skates and then the woman was like, oh, well, I'm a speed skating coach. Like, why don't you, uh, bring her to this like Christmas party we're having and, and, uh, we can see how she likes it. <laughs> um, or I guess it wasn't a Christmas party. That's uh, not important, but it was like some party at the rink. Um, so from there, yeah, I just fell in love with it because I always liked going fast more than I liked uh, jumping around and spinning in circles with the figure skating. Um, so yeah, I just loved to race and <laughs> hang out with cool people. That's one of the big draws to uh, even roller derby as well, just all the cool people you meet. So then how did you end up uh, finding roller derby later? Um, so I've been a Bont-sponsored skater for like 11 years now. Um, and my manager here locally, well, I guess not here anymore. I, I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, but when I was in Florida, that would have been local. Um, so my manager was uh, involved in roller derby and on the Tampa team. And she was always like, oh, you should give this a try. You should give it a try. But I never wanted to because to me it was dangerous and I didn't want to risk 
you know, like my main sport of speed skating. So like, I didn't want to risk getting hurt and not being able to do that. So, you know, I always said no. But then one time I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And it was actually one of my former speed skating teammates. Um, she skates under the name Erin Gobral. Oh, yeah. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> we went to high school together. And I knew her from speed skating, like, back when we were both a lot younger. And she played for the roller derby team in Ocala. That's where we're from, Ocala, Florida. And she invited me to a practice. And I was like, okay, why not? <laughs> uh, it's been... <laughs> It's been a long time and I've been hearing a whole lot about this sport. So this was uh, toward the end of 2012. I went to a practice in Ocala and I fell in love and then yeah, I was kind of hooked from there. And I stayed with the Ocala team through the rest of that winter. And then Brawl and I both transferred to Jacksonville uh, early the next year, like February or March or something. Yeah, that that's awesome. And that that's how I first found out about you was through roller derby. And uh, I just remember like, wow, this skater is so fast. How amazing. And <laughs> your learning curve has been incredible too, because I remember you started out as just like so fast, so fast. And then each year you had more agility and more like extra <laughs> moves. Uh, what was that like? Just kind of adding things to your arsenal because I didn't know about your figure skating background. So these things actually must have blended really well to each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure figure skating had a lot to do with it. I don't remember a whole lot about my time with figure skating, but I mean, you pick up skills from everything you do in life, I guess. So yeah, I'm definitely glad that I had that uh, bit of figure skating background. But uh, I have had other people say that uh, like when I first started roller derby, I just kind of moved around a lot and just hoped to <laughs> find an opening that way. And then like later on, I started pushing a bit more and uh, I guess using more agility. And I guess I, I didn't really, uh, what's the word? Like, I guess I wasn't conscious of the, the changes uh, I was making in, in my roller derby play. I was just thinking these people are in front of me and I need to do <laughs> whatever I can to get around them. And I think the game also changed a lot. Um, and I had to, I guess, change with it because just moving around wasn't, <laughs> wasn't really cutting it anymore. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess, started trying to be more aggressive, uh, use my speed a little better for like better agility and use my strength, things like that. And what was it like adjusting to like the contact aspect of roller derby compared to other sports that you've been in? Uh, yeah, I guess the contact part was what I was most worried about when I kept saying no to roller derby. But once I started playing it, uh, I don't know, it didn't really, it never bothered me with the contact. I guess I tried as a jammer, you try to avoid it mostly. Um, but yeah, it never, the contact never really bothered me. I wasn't afraid to get hit or anything like that. Um, I think I actually feel more comfortable on skates than I do in shoes. Um, <laughs> like a, a teammate asked if I wanted to join in like this game of, ga of basketball they were playing and I declined because <laughs> I can just imagine rolling my ankle trying to like chase a ball across a court, but I'll play basketball and skates. So <laughs> <laughs> That actually sounds really fun. <laughs> Yeah, it is fun. I've done like tennis and basketball on skates. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that is kind of a fun way to cross train too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for people who don't know, you also uh, train for 
like your other sports still and um, have gone to the Olympics. What are all the things you are up to these days with all your sports? <laughs> uh, yeah. So right now, I guess the world is uh, a little different with um, like the virus and everything and all the distancing. Um, so right now I'm back in Salt Lake City uh, training with the long track speed skating team, the ice team. Uh, we're not on the long track right now because the, the ice comes out in the summer and we'll get it back probably like early August. But for now, we're doing a whole lot of cross training, a lot of running, cycling, lifting weights, um, a little bit of short track. Uh, it's like another type of speed skating on ice, but it's like a much smaller track. And we're just mainly working on like technical things there. Um, so yeah, that's basically all I'm doing right now is training. Uh, some with the team with like all the different protocols in mind and then some on my own and I'm also taking classes at the community college here in Salt Lake. Oh what do you take classes for? Um, a bit of everything I guess. Um, so I already have a degree in materials engineering from the University of Florida. I graduated in 2015 and then when I moved out to Salt Lake uh, I heard that they had kind of a deal with the community college here where you could take classes for free. And I was like, well, I definitely want to do that. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so I got started with computer science and I just graduated this past semester uh, with an associates in computer science. And now I'm just kind of taking whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going as long as I can, as long as it doesn't interfere too much with my training. Well, education is always fun and valuable. <laughs> Yeah, it's always been kind of like my my main priority. So it's interesting um, with the sport that you train for that when you compete, uh, you're kind of competing as an individual more often, right? But you get to train as a team? Right. Yeah, this is really my first individual sport. Um, I mean, sure. And I mean, I guess it depends on how you define individual. Um, because inline speed skating is also an individual sport for the most part, like you're racing for yourself, um, but it's more of a pack sport. So with inlining, you have like a bunch of people on the line together, uh, participating in, in a race at the same time. And long track speed skating is my first sport where I'm just like pretty much out there by myself uh, going against the clock. And it's really different <laughs> um, because I used to always joke with inlining that I hated time trials because we would have like the occasional time trial cell race. And yeah, I just always said time trials are my least favorite. And somehow I ended up now doing like time trialing full time. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely adjusting to it. I'm getting more used to it. And yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's more fun now <laughs> than it was when I was an inliner. And we train together. We do a lot of training together, but still uh, we have to do a lot of individual things in training as well, just so that we're kind of in that mindset. I do love the idea that you do get to train together, though, because, I mean, in a sport where you need to race, it sure helps to see somebody else to race with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then when we're racing, there are normally two people on the track at a time. And you'll probably see, uh, it's called a pair, like the other person out there with you. You'll probably see your pair, I guess, depending on the length of the race. Uh, my race is only a lap and a quarter, so I'll see my pair like maybe three times uh, throughout the race. Or I guess depending on how I'm doing and how she's doing. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, really exciting to watch you in the Olympics. What was that like going to that? 
the whole Olympic experience for me was kind of like a, a whirlwind. Um, it was like a blur, and I had an amazing time. <laughs> yeah, it's always like hard to explain like like the Olympic experience because it's so awesome. It's like what a lot of people, uh, you know, like dream of getting to do. And then all of a sudden, I got to do it, and I just I don't know. It kind of took a while to sink in because uh, like qualifying for the Olympic team was a really big surprise for me. Uh, like I didn't go into the Olympic trials thinking that I was a contender for a spot. It was more like like a checkup race, you know, just going out there, seeing how I can do, uh, trying to get better times, that sort of thing. So yeah, qualifying like really caught me off guard. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of strange to say, but I think some of the early uh, feelings I had were, were a little negative, actually, uh, just because <laughs> it was like this huge life change that I didn't see coming. And I'm like a very, like, I like to plan things. <laughs> and it was just completely like out of my plan. And um, yeah, it was just kind of a struggle. So this was supposed to be your practice round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, so I'll get, you know, a lot of years of skating under my belt and then see if I can make the Olympic team, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it ended up being like a few months uh, on the ice. And then I was like, okay, now you've never done an international race. You've barely done any races and you're going to the Olympics. And yeah, it was really, really stressful. And also like figuring out how to like, you know, get my dad and my family there uh, to come watch because for the Olympics, you have to start planning, like, I want to say like a year in advance. And I had less than a month. So, <laughs> um, but once I got past all of that, it was just an amazing experience being there with all these people who are just so dedicated to what they do and who are so good at what they do. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I really hope I get to do it again because it was amazing. I hope you do too. It was fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a whole lot of buildup. And then my race was like 40 seconds and, <laughs> and then it was all over. But yeah, it was definitely amazing. Was there like a, a post-Olympic letdown? Um, no, not really. I think because... I didn't have a whole lot of pre-Olympic buildup, <laughs> so <laughs> Good point. there wasn't too much to let down. It was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm running with this. <laughs> Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about our wonderful sponsors. Roller Derby Athletics provides high-level coaching to derby athletes worldwide. They've been the leaders in home-based roller derby cross-training for over seven years. They offer team training plans to support your league. RDA wants to help teams keep working together toward their goals. Membership is now open year-round, so you have access whenever you need it. You can sign up for the Essential Plan, which is great if you prefer to do workout plans on your own, at your own pace. You can choose from a huge library of derby-specific workouts. If you get stuck, there are instructional videos that can help you understand understand the exact moves you need to get maximum results. There's also the MVP plan, which is perfect for the Derby athlete who enjoys additional coaching. This plan is personalized to your needs and can help you reach your goals a lot quicker with the help of RDA's Skater Success Coaches. You can follow the workout calendar and drag and drop it to fit your schedule and get access to all the boot camps and group fitness challenges for free. My favorite group challenge is 
Sun's out, fun's out, because that one helped me get to my first pull-up ever. And I love that the workouts don't take up a ton of your time. They're short and effective. Roller Derby Athletics offers a ton of derby-specific workouts that will help you to be stronger and faster on the track. And it's all provided to you in the palm of your hand in an easy-to-use app. RDA wants to keep everyone safe, strong, and unstoppable. Get started on your fitness journey today. Visit rollerderbyathletics.com plans to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Bout Betty's, the only roller derby subscription service in the world. They offer a range of levels, so you're sure to find a pack that fits in your budget. So whether you're wanting derby enamel pins, comfy athleisure clothes, or sturdy workout apparel, they have you covered. As for me, I super love the apparel. You may have noticed how often I wear it when I make videos for our Facebook page. The leggings, shorts, and sports bras are amazing. The material is ridiculously silky, smooth, and soft. The first time I pulled on my leggings, I could not stop touching my legs and asking friends to touch my legs so they could feel the magic that is this material. And it's so darn cute. There's mermaids, dinosaurs, cats, and many fun new designs coming your way. Whether you're hitting the track, skate park, gym, or grocery store, you will turn heads and bring joy to those you meet. They offer sizes small through 3X and leggings are bout tested and derby durable. Subscribe today using our podcast promo code POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. It's like derby Christmas every single month and yes, they do ship internationally. now back to our show with the olympics and with roller derby with any of the sports you've played how do you handle pressure uh, what do you do to get yourself psyched up for big moments yeah so i guess it's kind of like a strange thing about me um i guess it's not so much about handling pressure it's like building the pressure for me because i perform a little better under pressure like if it's not a high enough stakes uh, situation, I feel like I can't really get myself to the level that I need to be, you know, like mentally, uh, to be able to do what I need to do. So that's why I kind of like with inline speed skating, everyone always referred to me as like a practice, I'm sorry, as not a practice skater, <laughs> as a uh, more of a racer. <clears throat> and, uh, that definitely still, I'm trying to get out of that habit, um, uh, trying to be able to like turn on the intensity, like at practice and at the smaller races and all that stuff. But I guess before my last big race at the world championships, just a couple months ago, um, <laughs> I don't remember what exactly I was saying, but just like a whole bunch of things that like, if someone else like heard from the outside, they would be like, no, like you're going to psych yourself out. You're going to make yourself too nervous. But for me, it's like, I need to, to get this pressure going. <laughs> I need to like put a little pressure on myself. And then it worked. I had the, the best race of, of my skating career so far. Yeah, that's um, funny that so many people are working so hard to diffuse the pressure because they feel too much, but you're like, I think I need a little more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need a little more uh, intensity. <laughs> are there things you've learned from your other sports that you train for and compete in that have helped you in roller derby and vice versa? Oh, definitely. Um, I think it really helps that like all three of my sports are skating sports. So there's a whole lot of crossover with those. And I think, let's see, one of the main things would probably be like the whole pressure thing, like being able to perform in high pressure situations and 
like if I'm having a bad game, being able to keep a, a level head about it, sometimes even, <laughs> you know, suggesting that someone else might be a little better uh, at the job than me at the time. But yeah, just always trying to stay pretty level-headed and I don't really get very emotional, like I guess ever, <laughs> but uh, like especially on the track. Um, well, I don't know, sometimes I, you can see like a little tinge of, of anger sometimes, but <laughs> it's normally pretty, pretty fleeting and I try to forget about it. But yeah, roller derby is an amazing sport and I'm, I'm really glad I got into it. Um, and I feel like actually, I could probably say that derby helps my other sports more so than like my other sports helping with derby. I mean, other than the fact, obviously, of like having, uh, I guess, like confidence and comfort on skates. Um, when it comes to more uh, like physiological things, I feel like roller derby really helps me as a cross training sport for my other sports, just like the intensity of it and being able to, you know, get through a pack of people and sometimes fight for two minutes. Um, I feel like that's a really great cross training thing for me. Yeah, especially uh, given the length of your races, that it does sound really good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a lot longer than my standard <laughs> speed skating effort. <laughs> I think a lot of people, uh, maybe they don't realize that my distances are so short because I, sometimes I've made a comment where, uh, like if there's a longer race that we would do at practice or something and I would say, Oh, well, like you guys could definitely beat me in a race like that. And they just find it hard to believe because <laughs> <laughs> sure I can go fast for like short spurts, but anything like once it gets over, like, uh, I don't know, in meters, maybe like. 600 meters it's like I'm kind of tanking out <laughs> <laughs> are there like lessons you've learned that you wish more people knew in roller derby that could help them improve in their sport or are there things you you see people doing and you're like wow I this was something I struggled with but I figured this part of it out and I wish more people knew this um I guess I can kind of take it to more of like a, maybe a mental standpoint and one of the things that I'm really big on is, uh, you know, like not taking like a loss or like a quote unquote failure as simply that, you know, I kind of, I try to, I try to embrace those situations more as, as learning, learning tools, you know, so there's always something you can learn from a mistake you made. And I think a lot of people sometimes if something doesn't go exactly the way they planned, they want to kind of put it out of their minds completely and not really think about it. But I guess on the opposite, like I want to think about it. I want to think, you know, like, what did I do? What could I have done better? Uh, like what will, what will I do better next time? Um, so yeah, I guess just kind of embracing your failures as a way to learn and get better from them. I love that. We love mindset stuff here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, cool. Good. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, uh, before we go today? Let's see. Well, we talked about school, which is, I guess, one of the biggest areas of my life. And then all my different skating sports. Um, sad to say, I never really got into park skating. Um, <laughs> I would like to, but I feel like it's kind of back to the beginning of my roller derby phase where, uh, or where I thought, oh, it's too dangerous. I don't want to risk getting hurt. So I feel like that's kind of where park skating is for me right now. I've tried it a couple of times and yeah, I think the fear is a little, <laughs> it's pretty high. 
Well, you have so many uh, high profile things that you train for. It's it's understandable. You have to be a little bit more careful. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I even have to like, I hope none of my speed skating friends are on here, my ice friends. Uh, sometimes I have to sneak in some derby things here and there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just because you know of course coaches are are definitely really wary about doing something like that or really doing anything outside of like our pretty strict training program um so yeah just <laughs> just trying to be as careful as I can while also having fun and doing the sports I love you know yeah absolutely um if there was like one trick you wanted to work on at the skate park during the uh the off season from roller derby what would it be I don't even know the names of tricks. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I want to do. <laughs> you want to do a thing. <laughs> I want to start high, right? Like at the top and then go down to the middle part and then back up to the other part and maybe like do a one footed thingy and, and not fall. <laughs> that all sounds awesome. Erin, <laughs> uh, where could people find you on social media if you wanted to be found? <laughs> yeah. um right now my social media is very uh uh bare I guess I'm not super heavy on social media I try to post a bit more uh, once the season gets going um yeah I guess I'm like a pretty quiet person when it comes to that but I guess the biggest one would be on Instagram I guess that's what all the cool kids are using these days I so <laughs> yeah I've heard that. <laughs> um so my name on Instagram is at Speedy J. It's uh, a nickname I got in sixth grade. It's <laughs> it's really cute. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Speedy J on Instagram, and then on I have a Facebook page. It's uh, Aaron Jackson and athlete, I believe. Yeah, Aaron Jackson athlete, and then. Twitter, I don't really use it. I guess I go on there and, and read some stuff, but I, I'm not much of a contributor on Twitter. And that one is Aaron Jackson 480. I can include uh, links in the show notes if, if people want to come uh, see what you're up to. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for making time for the podcast today. I really appreciate hearing more about your journey. Like you've had this really <laughs> awesome, unique athletic experience that not many of us in Derby have had. So it's just kind of really cool to hear about and just kind of, I don't know, be a fly on the wall seeing <laughs> your experience. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I really appreciate, uh, you having me as a guest on your podcast and yeah, I mean, I try to talk about Derby whenever I can try to get more, uh, more people to, to see the light. <laughs> the fun. That's a pretty fun sport. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> what an amazing story and somehow we forgot to even talk about team usa which is kind of shocking in itself <laughs> thank you again aaron jackson for being on the podcast this week and sharing your story it's so cool you are awesome I promised I would give some updates on what's going on with the podcast. And if you follow the podcast on social media, you already know. But if you don't, I'm going to read what I posted and then elaborate. I have ended my podcast sponsorship with Moda Skates. Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and myself as a person 
stand with the Black Indigenous people of color community in solidarity and unconditionally. And I can't endorse a brand that doesn't. Power Through the Fourth Whistle was started as a way to help each other become better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. The idea has always been that by embracing a journey of self-improvement, we can make the roller derby community and the world a better place. Choosing personal growth is an active process, and it means overcoming fear and pride. It's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's taking a hard look at oneself and admitting to your mistakes in order to move forward. It takes an open heart and compassion. Only then is real change possible. Part of being an ally is encouraging conversations to promote anti-racism. I took a few days to put in the time and labor myself and attempt to have a dialogue with Moda to call them in about Black Lives Matter. I knew as soon as I ended it, the incentive to listen to me would be gone. I learned more about the efforts of those who tried before me and how Moda responded to feedback publicly and privately from the Derby community. Calling in only works for those who are open to it. And for that reason, I am parting ways with this brand. So that's what I posted. I do want to take a moment to elaborate on this conversation because last week we talked a lot about call-out culture and how damaging it could be and embracing call-in culture. Call-in culture is not always going to work. Sometimes you're trying to communicate a message and it will not be received at this point in time. Calling in is not always going to work. It might seem like a waste of time to some. I'm willing to take the steps to have a conversation with anyone. Don't confuse my willingness to have a conversation as agreeing with or defending their point of view. Thank you for listening to what I had to say about this and Please be willing to have a conversation with me if you ever think I need one, okay? Let's hold each other accountable. Before I go, I want to thank once again everyone who shared the episode last week. You guys are so great. Um, I have to thank uh, some new patrons this week on Patreon. Uh, a big pew pew to Revolts and pew pew to Scoriental Express. Thank you for becoming patrons. I really appreciate your support. And an extra thank you and pew pew to Mary Death Pyre for your extra support this week. And a big thank you to our top tier patrons by Felicia, Stevie Kicks, Rachel White, Tara Wiebenson, and the training team at Charlotte Roller Derby. Thank you to Leslie, who shopped in the Threadless store this week and got the, the elephant shirt, the PBJ shirt, and got the power through the fourth whistle logo Uh, thank you that's particularly sweet and touches my heart i can't even say thank you to jenergy who transcribes the podcast and does an absolutely amazing job if you haven't checked it out on patreon you can access them anytime for free on the public side jenergy does really good work 
And thank you to our sponsors, Roller Derby Athletics and Bout Betty's. We have been talking about derby and sharing derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Thank you for listening to another episode of Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter at Power Fourth Whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. You can find fun videos of On and Off Skates training at our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. You could also support the podcast on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. The benefits of becoming a patron include fun stuff I can send you, like stickers, buttons, or shirts from our Threadless store. You can get access to our Discord server, bonus content, and free giveaways. Plus, patrons now have access to an ad-free version of the podcast that will download to your favorite podcast app each week, and everyone can access our transcribed episodes at patreon.com slash powerforthwhistle. If you like the content we provide and want to support us on this journey, please consider becoming a patron. If you want to expand your derby wardrobe, of course, another way to support the podcast is visiting our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com, where you can get our designs on just about any type of apparel or accessory you can dream up. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you can. Leaving reviews is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Plus, it's a way you can give back that is completely free. Open up your Apple Podcast app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew pew!